Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Noach. With Parshas Noach, we progress to the second thousand years of civilization. We go from Adam, from Noach to Avraham. Last week we did Adam to Noach. This week we are focusing from Noach to Avraham. And clearly what you have in the parsha is the first half of the parsha deals with the destruction of mankind, namely the Mabel, the flood, which is brought about upon man and the animals because Hishchis called Darko, because there was corruption and there was violence aggression man to man and that world had to be destroyed and we read on in the parsha of the door haflaga the generation that came after the flood that attempted to build the tower and the generation that was dispersed the rabbis tell us that the reason why God tolerated the second uh, generation of the dispersion is because they got along and there was harmony man with man. When there's a breakdown of man, there has to be destroyed. When he's able to live, but unfortunately, with improper values, then we need to disperse them. I'd like to focus this morning on the Migdal Bavel, on the Tower of Bavel. Just to give you a drop of background, the Torah tells us in very cryptic language that the entire earth was Sofa Achas, one language, Udvarim and of common purpose. Now this in of itself is neutral. However, Rashi tells us already that this common purpose that they had was one whereby they are joining together to rebel against God. And what is their intent? Their intent is now that they have become an industrial society. Now that they have discovered technology, the Torah says in verse 3 of chapter 11, what have they done? They have learned to make bricks, burn them in fire, and the bricks serve them as stone, and the bitumen serve them as mortar. The idea is that whereas prior to this their houses were rather uh, low to the ground, now man was able to build up and up and up. And their intent was, stop laughing, literally to go to the sky. And what did they want to do? Number one, the magic number was 1656. They said, look here, 
The Mambo the Flood came 1656 years after creation. So we are going to prevent that in another 1656 years there shouldn't be a quake of the heavens and that all the waters will once again come down and cause a flood. So we are first of all going to build the tower up to the heavens and there we're going to literally put brackets to fortify the heavens that the rains should never be able to come down again in such a way that there would be a flood. And by the way, once we're there, what are we going to do? Says Rashi, We will wage war against God. So the first thing that I'd like to suggest is that what we have here in the situation of the building of the tower is similar to what we find at the end of the Torah in the 18th verse of the Shira of Ha'azinu, whereby Moshe proclaims Tzur Yoladcha Teshi Vatishkach Keil Mucholelecha. Moshe accuses the Jewish people of ignoring the rock who gave birth to you and forgetting God who brought you forth into this world. The Dubna Magid has a very famous Moshal parable that he cites on this verse. He says that Reuven owed Shimon money and Shimon was pressing him for the money. Reuven then goes to Levi and says, Levi, help me out. What could I do? I don't have the money to pay Shimon back. Says Levi, the next time that Ruve, that Shimon comes to you asking for the money, feign, pretend that you are Meshuga, start singing, dancing, do all kinds of silly things, and Shimon will say to himself, Ayay, what can I do? I've lost it. And sure enough, it worked. A short time later, Ruven goes to Levi and borrows some money from Levi. When Levi comes to ask Ruvain for the money, Ruvain tries the same tactic on him, starts to act somewhat crazy, at which point Levi takes his stick, hits Ruvain over the head and said, Shota, you fool, I'm the one who taught you this trick and now you're using this trick against me, says the Dubna Magid. God gave man a blessing by giving man the ability to forget. If man did not forget past tragedies and negative experiences, he'd never be able to pull himself up and go forward and rebuild and have a whole new life ahead of him. So the ability to forget is nothing less than a divine blessing. But, continues the Dubna Magid, Moshe was saying to the Jewish people, Hashem gave you a blessing of forgetfulness, and what do you do? You use that blessing to forget Hashem. Now watch. What we have in Parshas Noach is a 
advanced technological society. Now, society which has technology could say on the one hand, wow, thank you Hashem, because after all, you are the one, as it says in Parshas Ekev, you are the one that it is He, Hashem, who gives you the strength to make wealth, to be successful. And the Targum Unculus on that verse says, He is the one, Yohiv Lach, who gives you Eitzah Lemiknei Nichsen. He gives you the ideas in order to, be it purchase certain stocks, or puts the idea in your head that you now become creative. Man's ability, all his technological ability, where does it come from? You, God, give man intelligence. But rather than take this technology and say thank you to Hashem and use the technology in developing a greater, closer relationship between man and Hashem, unfortunately, what does man do? Man uses this technology to nothing less than rebel against Hashem. Because just as we find with the people that were building the tower, what do they say? Let us make a name for ourselves. What's going on with this smartphone of this concept of a selfie of my picture, this concept of showing everybody who you are, and this idea of self-valuation, looking for identity. But this is, unfortunately, the wrong way to accomplish. So we are literally, I believe today, in our technological era, most advanced. We've never had this before. We have a very serious problem on our hands, very similar to what they encountered and what society encountered with Migdal Bavel. It's not history only that we're going to read about the Shabbos, but we're reading about our own civilization, its current events in a very literal sense. People are walking around with their heads down. There's such a total waste of time. And not only is it a simple waste of time, but much too often there is the inappropriate material which is found on your uh, computer, on the phone, and which unfortunately is um, bringing man down as opposed to elevating him to the great potential that he possesses. Stop for a moment. Ask yourself, how is it that we are so smart, that we have all this great technological advancements, and our grandfathers, what did they know? Were they so, God forbid, stupid? 
And the answer is definitively not. One suggestion of the Chafetz Chaim in his day already, when the photograph, the phonograph, when this came into being, he was saying, you know what's going on? And he only was telling us all the more about what's going on today, that this advancement in technology is a fulfillment. Because as the Ramban says, the six days of creation are really six millennium. And the Torah tells us that God created a word, a world, a Shebarot, Elohim, that God created, what's the next word? La'asos. La'asos means that God created a world with which man is to do. Man is to complete creation. And therefore, the many, many, quote, checklist on God's checklist, which has to be accomplished, be it medical advances that are incredible with one's watch or with one's phone. You can monitor your blood pressure and one can pick up heart irregularities, which is a wonderful thing. But at the same time, unfortunately, this advanced technology can be used in a very negative way. And therefore, I'd like to make just one or two practical suggestions. Number one, I'm speaking now, first of all, to gentlemen. When you go to shul during the week, turn it off. Turn the phone off. Don't put it on vibrate. When you put it on vibrate, you're right. You're not disturbing anybody else. But when you are in the middle of davening and you feel that vibration, a mensch is nor a mensch, you will start thinking to yourself, who might that be? Who didn't I call? Who might be calling me? And you are completely at that time distracted from your davening. Davening in of itself is so hard. And now you've made it much more challenging to get back to where you are, your concentration etc., etc. Turn it off. When you walk into the base HaKnesses, turn it off completely until you walk out. Second of all, I'm going to suggest that one night during the week, one night a week at supper time, all the children should turn their phones off, that there should actually be conversation between parents and children, that there should actually be interaction between the siblings. That's right, something that unfortunately is becoming less and less, which has its very negative effects upon the uh, family unit itself. When we're going for a ride in the car, It shouldn't be, okay, what are the kids going to play with in their hands, etc., but it's an opportunity to engage them in conversation, to engage them in all kinds of uh, discussion, and to teach them different things, etc. We've lost that arc because they are so completely distracted. Our rabbis tell us that Avram Avinu could not come on the scene because his teachings could not be accepted because they were all involved in just one thing, technology. Now that they were dispersed, they could have at least an open mind to listen. We have to break through, and each person has to find a way. Before you can solve a problem, one has to acknowledge that there is a problem. And therefore, I urge everyone to follow the Kriya Torah very carefully, to understand and realize that this is current events, that Migdal Bovel is happening right before our eyes. And I pray that if one wishes to, 
overcome the challenge of the day that we have, which is so difficult, the first step begins by a person having to acknowledge that there is a problem. And once he, she, they, parents, not only in terms of filtering, not only in terms of monitoring, but just understand that this is so time and all-consuming that if we are to allow Avram Avinu into our lives, we have to invite him by making time for him, giving him the space that he needs, and truly welcoming him into an open environment and not the one that we have at the moment. Hatzlacha Rabbah, Shabbat Shalom to all.